Hello and welcome to a very, very special episode of the Sim Sundays podcast. I'm here in Monza with Tristan, our lead, uh, our lead driver at Gridfinder, and we're here for the SRO Esports Sim Pro Series. Tristan, how are you Correct. feeling? <laughs> yeah, how can you feel? Absolutely excited. Yeah, so this, cool to be here. this place is absolutely nuts. It's absolutely nuts. We are surrounded by supercars. We've got the uh, AK Esports head honcho, Alessia, right there. We've got Paul Jeffrey. Uh, on the on the cons just there, who's uh, calling the race uh, that's going on? This is the Pro Series. Ben Constanduras alongside him. We've got the the Fanatec Esports Arena. We've got the Ferrari uh, the Ferrari Esports team just chilling out over the side there. Um, it's a very cool place to be, right? It's, uh, it feels like a real buzz. How's it how's it been today? How how are the nerves? My nerves are horrible. What can I say? <laughs> I like to compare it. You know, like when you have this very nice holiday planned out for you, but you need to take the train. And like everything's going to be nice, but you're so worried that the train is going to have some issue or you're going to miss up with the train, not get to the right station. That's exactly what's right now. Like everything here is so cool. Being here and having this opportunity with you, amazing. But I don't want to be the guy who crashes in turn one. Yeah, you don't want to miss the train, right? No, you're not going to be the guy that crashes in turn one. It's going to be absolutely fine. Um, so we've obviously spent the day wandering around the paddock. We've managed to look at the GT3 cars, the GT4 cars, the GT2 cars. What's it been like kind of being here at Monza, surrounded by the GT3 cars that you race for hundreds and hundreds of hours on an ACC? It really gives you a different perspective, doesn't it? Like after hours and hours, it just feels so normal to drive these cars. But then actually seeing them close on and hearing them, and smelling them, wow! Yeah, what can I say? It's immersive, right? It's very, very immersive. It's a, it's a real kind of like privilege to be here, especially for, for like sim racers who kind of live it, they breathe it all day, every day from like their bedrooms or the spare rooms or whatever it is. To so actually be here at the track is very, very special. And just walking around the paddock is really, really special. The, the noises at the moment we're listening to kind of two races being commentated on. We've got the, the Pro Series race, which is where the GT World Challenge drivers, the real world drivers. Their teams, they have a sim racer who drives as part of the SRO series and they can actually win points for the real world series, but in the sim, which is nuts. So that's what we've got going on right behind us at the moment, which is pretty awesome. And then over on the other side of the paddock, the GT3 race, the real one is happening and that's being called as well. So there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to take in. Yeah, you're absolutely surrounded by adrenaline, by racing, both in the real world and in the well, simulated world, everywhere is racing and everybody around you loves racing as much as you do probably. Yeah, 100%. And talking of which, like just over Liam's shoulder here, I can see Aris, uh, the, the famous Aris of Kunos, the, yeah. the tire physics model extraordinaire, just there chatting to some of the, uh, the esports drivers. And then you've got Paul Jeffrey here. There's a lot of people that we're going to be catching up with. I can just see the McLaren guys leaving now. So this episode, we're going to get lots of little five minute or two, three minute snippet interviews with all the people here that are racing, that are put on the events, that are commentating. Uh, it's going to be fun. So look forward to that. Hello, I'm here with Paul Jeffrey, commentator extraordinaire. We've had you on the show before. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Glad to be back. A bit of a different environment, is it not? The bedrooms of last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is not. This is kind of the beauty of this event, right? Last yeah. time we were in our bedrooms. Kind of, it's like a sim racer's home environment. It's their natural habitat. And here we are out in the wild. It's great to see. So we are here at an SRO esports event. Now there's six different strands of SRO esports <laughs> event. We've just come fresh off the back of one of them. Can you explain to us what it was? Yeah, absolutely. So we're on site. We're in Monza. We're in the Fanatec Arena. And this is the Fanatec GT Pro Championship. So essentially, we've got the rigs that you can see here. 
These are the same rigs that our eSport drivers race on, but the guys and girls, if there are any, that we've had racing are the real world SRO, GT, World Challenge Europe drivers, and they're racing not only for cash prizes, but points for the real world championship challenge as well. So our top five, first place, gets five points for their team in the GT World Challenge Europe, powered by AWS in real life. Which is a huge statement for sim racing, right? You Absolutely. can win points in the real world series by sim racing. Yeah, and, and it was, we spoke about it during the live broadcast. You've got drivers that if they've not scored points last season, Barwell, not scored points, and then came here and took 15 just through sim racing. And you know me, I've been in this game <laughs> for 15 years. We couldn't get real teams to even talk to me back in the day and now they're taking points home in real life and points that make big 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 money yeah. for big multinational brands yeah it, it, it's kind of it's kind of nuts when you think about it so what i want to know is what's the difference for you commentating on a race where you're you're commentating sim racers sim racing versus real world racers sim racing is the, are the driving standards different yeah the timing's different it's unknown so when you race when you're watching the level of sim racing now is so high. So if it's a, a quote, organized eSport event, then you know you're gonna get good quality. You know you're gonna get hard racing, drivers that are putting thousands of kilometers testing. It's the unknown with a real life. And I think respect to every single one of these drivers. They've gone outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. They've put their reputations on the line. And if that race that we've just seen is anything to go by, They've been practicing <laughs> yeah, because yeah. some of that driving, man, it's like I would not have been shocked to see that in mm -hmm. the SRO Europe online. Yeah, there was a lot of respect between the drivers, yeah. I noticed. Yeah, and that's you see how that's improved. We've done, or there has been, shall we say, gimmicky mm. during the nasty pandemic that we shall not talk about. No. There's been gimmicky races where we've got real names. And it's been a mess. Yeah. And you know full well they've just gone because they sat at home with nothing better to do. It's either that or open a box of chocolates. <laughs> and it's been farcical. This has taken props seriously. And I've, I've, yeah, great stuff. I had a lot of fun watching it. Okay, so that was today. Tell us what's happening tomorrow. It's a different strand of the SRE Sports Series. Explain it for us. It is indeed, as we get some really good dodging by one of the Fanatec <laughs> guys not to get in shot. So tomorrow is the Sim Pro Series. Brand spanking new for 2023 professional works sim racing drivers. Now, I hear the word professional eSport driver banded about all the time, and that just means somebody has given them a few quid and they're running the team. This is works eSport drivers. Mm. We've got Lamborghini Quadricorsa who announced their eSport team just yesterday. Lamborghini, not, yeah. <laughs> not somebody that's given him a Lamborghini shirt. Yeah. Lamborghini. Yeah. I've seen Ferrari, my former employer, they're here with professional people that have been 20 years at the Prancing Horse. These are real guys, real works drivers. The counterpart to the GT World Challenge is their virtual counterparts. And again, let's go back to five years ago, professional works Lamborghini driver driving cars on computers. Oh. Well, this is going to be my next question. Which do you think this feels like a significant yeah. step up this year? Is there any difference this year? Every year. I mean, AK Esport that run these events alongside SRO, they raise the bar every time. Yeah. I mean, 
Very, I'm sure this is going on way longer than you planned, so I'm keeping <laughs> no, sure. This is great. We're gonna do, this right. is now going to be a two-parter. No, it's, no, it's going to be edited down about 30 seconds. Everybody wants to know this lasted 10 minutes. My very first commentary ever was 2019. At this track for this series for the very first SRO Esports. That was beautiful. It yeah. was great. But to have watched how it's progressed over just four years is mind-blowing. And now he's got you've got... Big names, Stefan Rattel. Yeah, he's here yeah. giving checks out. I'm Thomas Jakemeyer, right. he's sponsoring via Fanatec the entire series. You've got real names, real respect, and these drivers now aren't what they used to be, which are guys playing computer games mm. competitively. These are elite professional athletes, and our sport is no longer shoved into a corner. Yeah. We've got the Fanatec Arena, which hopefully you've covered this earlier in your show, in your recordings, is massive, and it's a dedicated part of the SRO paddock. It's not an it's, afterthought. It's a huge part of the paddock. Yeah, it's, it's a, a real world paddock. It's, it's a nuts. strand of SRO's actual strategy and plan, and that to me is like I think about it too much. I'll cry, man. It's amazing. <laughs> well, Paul, thank you very much. I'm really glad I managed to get you straight off the back of that race, hyped up. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm always hyped up. Motor <laughs> racing's awesome. Great. And you've mentioned three people there that we want to speak to next. So we're going to go and try and find Stefan Rattel, founder of SRO, and find out what this means for SRO. We're going to go and find Thomas Yakamaya, founder of Fanatec, who's obviously sponsoring the series and all of their, their riggers out here, and Alessio Ciccolari, who runs um, AK Informatica. So tune in. Goodbye. Okay, so it's the night before the race. Still and... Here he is. <laughs> oh no, hang on, I've just realized that's a terrible. <laughs> what brings you here, man? So I'm here with, uh, with Veloce, who are partnered with McLaren for the eSports series. Great. Uh, really, really exciting, really, really exciting for me to be out here. Never been out to Monza before. Uh, never, I mean, we've done the, I've been at the LAN event for ESL, but nice. this is, you know, for, for real points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Money's great, but for real points, um, it just brings a completely different dynamic and a different level of, kind of seriousness to it. It's an interesting comparison actually, the ESL R1 and where we are now. Because obviously ESL R1 is like merging sim racing with gaming by an yeah. obvious visible way, whereas this is merging it with motorsport. So it's gone with the exact opposite angle almost. Yeah, if you yeah, were going to yeah. divide sim racing into two, it would be gaming and motorsport. Yeah. Inter interesting. So okay, let's, like sticking with that then, what's been the biggest difference between your experience at ESL R1 and here? Um, I think just the, the as I say, the seriousness of it, the atmosphere, is completely different because yeah. you've got not only the drivers in the seat, you've got the team manager, but then you've got the other drivers mm, around. And yeah, yeah. they almost act in a different way because if ESL, if you get knocked out, it's, you know, you get knocked out, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, you yeah. lose points, but you don't lose real world championship mm, points mm -hmm. for, a, yeah. for a huge event like this. Um, you know, there's a lot behind ESL, but I think there's more at stake here. Yeah, uh, and you can see it in the way that you know the drivers are, where the way that the you know the way that everybody in here, this place is packed. Yeah, standing yeah, the remotely. races were. Uh, it was it was nuts. We had to kind of like squeeze our heads over the back of the door at the end there to to catch the race. So obviously the race you're referring to there was the um, the esports pro race, and obviously yeah. tomorrow we have the esports pro sim race. Yeah, well done with the names. Uh, yeah, well honestly, done. SRO love it to bits. But there's six different esports strands when you take into account you've got Europe. 
Asia, oh, yeah. Americas, and then you've got the endurance, the yes. online sprint, the offline sprint. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, I it's obviously fantastic. I cannot, tell you, I cannot tell you how many takes I've, I've had to do today <laughs> with getting them all mixed up and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, yes, so well, thank you tomorrow. very much. I will uh, accept the compliment. So tomorrow, what, what are you looking forward to the most tomorrow? Again, just seeing what everything brings. Obviously, we want um, McLaren and, and Luke to do to do yeah. well for, for Veloce, but I'm just soaking it in, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm very lucky to be calling this work, if you can call this work. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can't, by the so, way. <laughs> so I will pretend to have a groan about being at work. But, yeah. uh, long hours, long hours. My feet are killing oh, me. It's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> um, but no, just, just kind of soaking it all in and seeing you know, seeing the, another batch of incredible sim races, mm. blurring the lines between, you know, sim racing and the real thing. Yeah. It gives people hope. I it think. does, it does. And actually, you know what, sim races, I think, um, we've had a few sim races on the show. They don't give much away in the, in, in the sense of uh, kind of like uh, emotion. You can't yeah. read much on their face. Mm. It's very kind of stone cold. But actually, walking around the paddock here, when you see the groups of sim racers walking around together, at Monza, watching the race, watching the GT3 cars, the GT4 yeah. cars, I've seen a few of them crack a smile. They seem like they're actually enjoying it here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this is. You know, as I say, it's blurring the lines. It's making some of them think, "What if?" Because so many mm. people go back and forth, back and forth, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, um, You know, you can think of like of James Baldwin, for example, going back and forth. You know, you've got Trent. Real uh, it sounds obvious, but it, the barrier of entry has always been so high. But now people's eyes are opening, mm. and they're putting the guys who are quick on the sim. Yeah in real cars and you know as we saw at sort of the race of champions they're beginning to shake things up yes and uh, yeah yeah and definitely yeah it's, it's it's nice to see finally it is it is it's a beautiful time to be a sim racer so you're here with veloce got any crazy crazy content creation ideas oh, anything you're doing tomorrow playing any pranks no no i just let i just do what i'm told really it's just <laughs> right, okay. i just do what i'm told you mean I, I am not the creative one of the they, well, but you're a content creator they, yes but not a not a very good one oh, um, so, uh, no, no so so you know veloce have been doing amazing incredible things way before my time as i say i'm just, it's just uh it's just an honor to be here with them to be honest yeah. with you and you know representing them such a massive and uh, you know, iconic organization yeah yeah, they yeah. Are. so for me to be wearing their top and working with them is i do what i'm told so i can do this again nice well <laughs> keep doing as you're told congratulations Thank and you. enjoy the weekend Thank, Thank you. you lovely to see you hello i'm here the night before the big race with kieran prendergast from brabham esports how are you doing I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, yourself? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not nervous. I'm, you know, I'm not racing. I'm just, uh, I'm just getting to chat to you guys and go for a beer in the evening. Yeah. Um, I can see you guys, it's getting a bit serious in here, right? Everyone's doing the testing. It's the last few minutes before a huge break uh, till tomorrow afternoon, or tomorrow morning, sorry, when we've got practice. How's, how are the nerves? Um, I'm calm. Um, you know, I believe there are such a thing as good nerves yeah. and stuff. Um, obviously, I don't let the pressure get to me as much. I like to stay calm and collective. I make sure that I'm well prepared as well, because obviously preparation is key, as you can see. Preparation well. is key. And, uh, you know, on behalf of Gridfinder, Tristan and the team, thanks for you've been doing some practice with, with yeah. Tristan and Gridfinder yeah, yeah, the last yeah. couple of weeks prepping for this series. Yeah. How has the preparation itself been? Um, it's been tough. Um, we've been putting in a lot of work behind the scenes, uh, weeks of work and hours of driving as well. So um, it's... It's tough, but hopefully the hard work has paid off. Um, I'm obviously confident in our ability as well as Tristan's as well, because he was performing yeah, yeah. really well. 
and uh, hopefully we get a good result tomorrow. Hopefully a P1 as well, if all goes well and there are no crashes. So uh, yeah, <laughs> button. <laughs> no crashes, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Great. And what's it like being like, literally in the paddock whilst we're racing? It's, it's kind of the most immersive experience yeah. you'll get as a it's, sim racer to the real world, right? It's so surreal. Um, honestly, I can't thank the team enough. Obviously, a, a Rouge as well um, for sponsoring us and um, you know obviously racing with yourselves uh, it's, it's, it's a tremendous experience and one that will stick with me for a lifetime of yeah, course it, well, is, so. it is a massive privilege being here 100% yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it it's kind of bizarre you look around the, the, this paddock virtual and otherwise and just see faces that are kind of legendary in, in our world um, yeah. And congratulations on the sponsorship, Eau Rouge. I saw that announced yeah. recently. Yeah. They're a freaking cooling chair. I want yeah. that. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a very it does cool look product. Pretty cool. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. Um, yeah, and also Simply Race as well. There, um, you know, Mike, yeah. he's, 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 all, he's also been the backbone of this whole sort of um, organization and obviously helping us get here as well. So um, big thanks to him and obviously the team as well. And everyone behind the scenes helping me, you know, progress and you know, ultimately get the result for that we all have tomorrow great well, well kieran good luck yeah enjoy it have yeah. fun and uh, see you then cheers see you then. hello i'm here with the legendary aris from kunas thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time how are you doing sir i'm doing very well thank you so much for inviting me to do this uh, kind of podcast anytime come on every week um <laughs> <laughs> so 1.9 version 1.9 of acc has just come out and we've just been in the fanatec arena watching all of these pro sim races driving it Firstly, how does that feel? Oh my God, it's, it's, I mean, you can hear probably from my voice. I have no <laughs> voice anymore. The uh, people here and the, even the eSport drivers, uh, the feedback was so amazing. And honestly, I wasn't prepared. And uh, to be truth, uh, truthful, it's, it's so nice after all those months you know, of work mm -hmm. into a project to come out and people are congratulating and they actually enjoying the sim much more than before. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it really charges you up yeah. to work even harder if that's even possible. Yeah, it must be a very rewarding feeling. I was watching a lot of the uh, the videos on launch night of version 1.9 and it was pretty universal. Everyone was just like blown away by kind of how much of a step forward it was. It wasn't like a, a small iteration, a car here and a track there. It was, it was huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we were talking about that before also. Um, you find, so you release a physics. Uh, and it's not like that it doesn't work at all. But with time, exploits are found out. Uh, you find things that should be different or you have new knowledge and you try to deal out with it. And as you work and you probably mitigate some problems or you completely eliminate them, uh, you also find new features to implement. Uh, and new stuff uh, works together better. And that's one of the biggest, you know, confirmation biases that uh, you work on the stuff and other things from the yeah. physics start to collaborate even better and the car become even better to drive and, and the experience is much, you that, know. That must be a symptom of it being like a, a truly a kind of this almost organic physics model where if you change yes. one thing, yes. other things that you previously built will be affected by it because you're not building these, these, these kind of behaviors as islands, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we had a saying with Stefano Casillo when we were doing the first, you know, Assetto Cornetica Pro, Assetto Corsa 1, and the initial part of Assetto Corsa Competizione. And that was that initially we were thinking that the tire model is the most important thing out mm. of a simulator, right? Mm -hmm. 
Nowadays, after you know, a lot of experience, we have arrived at the point that we think that the tire model is like 99% important and the rest of it, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do, good timing. <laughs> so, and the rest of it is the other 99% again. Right, <laughs> so yeah. It, it's always many, many small details, but altogether they give a much mm. bigger improvement, much bigger difference. Yeah, so briefly then, talk us through 1.9. What's What are the headlines? All right, so uh, the main thing we did, the, the start of the work was uh, to try and understand why those meta setups, the negative toe and so on, were giving such good results. Mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't so much the fact that they were giving better performance, but also to understand of why there weren't any disadvantages. Okay? Right. So what we're trying to, to, to see is what was happening on the surface of the tire when you were forcing it to do this kind, to, to work on this kind of setups. And we understood that the surface temperature had to be much higher. Uh, they have to be much more dynamic. And you had to make in a way, as happens in real life, that the only one part of the tire suffers more because of the flexing that the mm. negative camber and the negative toe provoking to, to the tire. Uh, anyway, somehow, <laughs> you know, lots of dice, yeah. lots of random numbers. Uh, we found out uh, how to do this. Uh, the new tire model uh, pretty much makes every single point that touches the, the asphalt flexes on its own and creates its own uh, forces, its own heat generation. Okay, uh, And that means that if you are forcing the tire to a position where only a part of it touches the ground, this is where the full heat generation, the full consumption and flexion is going to happen. And that means you practically damaging the tire. And so uh, what we're seeing also in, in the arena right now is that uh, the top sport drivers, sometimes they try to go into those famous meta mm -hmm. setups again. Uh, most of the time, at least this is the feedback we get from them, is that even if they manage to be fast, either there are more logical setups that give them the same, you know, or almost the same lap times, uh, or the car is fast but not so enjoyable to drive, so they cannot be consistent, yeah. or even if they managed to make everything correctly. Uh, after half an hour in a long sting, they're gonna pay out, you know, they're gonna pay the disadvantages and more consumption and stuff like that. And this is briefly, you know, I talk a lot, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, tire, yeah, the tire model. <laughs> on top of that, there are improvements on the suspension travel with the bump stops and so on, on the dampers uh, a lot. Uh, uh, as I said, you know, a big thing, but also many, many small details that yeah. together create a much different uh, result. Well, I honestly hope that anybody listening to this, if, there, if there's any doubt in their mind that what you're building truly is a simulation and it's a proper physics model, it's not an in equals out kind of arcade. Yeah. Like it's that every time we talk, I think, do you know what we're there? We're at simulation, <laughs> but I bet you've got a, a to-do list longer than your arm of like extra things that you could improve on this model and how it could go deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, I can I can be brutally honest and, and tell you that. Well, first of all, in about five or ten years from now, we will be laughing at the assertive <laughs> yeah. cross in the physics. Uh, it's always the case yeah. because we always learn new things. I mean, even the manufacturers and the tire manufacturers learn new things every day. There's still a lot of trial and error and experimentation in order to get more performance mm. from the actual real-life cars and tires. 
so you can imagine what happened to some you know poor developer somewhere in the basement <laughs> that tries to recreate reality you know uh, there is always things to learn and there are always improvements to have and let's not forget that even though uh, nowadays simulators are already have a very high refresh rate so the course is at 400 hertz so 400 mm -hmm. times per second yeah. we are refreshing the physics it's still extremely low yeah. in comparison to reality mm. extremely low which means that some things that happen in reality like uh, tire vibrations and how that generates heat how that works with the dampers and so on it's still still far away from reality so there is plenty still to, to gain and improve yeah and it sounds like it sounds like an incredibly fun challenge to to, <laughs> to, to get us there and the final thing because i know that you have to shoot off so Today, we had the, um, the SRO Esports Pro Series where the teams, the real world teams, could win points in the series. So, is there any part of you watching this going, right, the, the model that they're driving now that dictates how many points they get in the real world SRO series, which dictates how financially stable the team is in the, in the years to come, is all down to this physics model. Like, like the, they're driving it like they're driving their real cars. <laughs> so honestly, if I had to make this decision, I wouldn't do it <laughs> personally as others, you know. Uh, but I'll tell you that um, this and the fact that, uh, you know, the actual eSport uh, drivers that are in connection and collaborating with the real teams and train their drivers on the sim, mm. uh, they took me to the actual real engineers. And the engineers were so happy because they wanted to talk with us and make sure that we improve the game even more so that the real drivers can you know, right. train and yeah, not feel yeah. different from the, from the sim to the car and so and back and forth. Now, you know, 10 years ago, we were still doing you know, simulators. And when we were trying to go into a pit box and ask for a couple of photos or a little bit of telemetry mm -hmm. or something like that, the usual reaction would be, all right, little kid, now please uh -huh. move away because we are doing real business here. Yeah, the adults are working. And nowadays, nowadays there's so much respect and so much recognition that we're like, is this really happening? You know, sometimes you, you still don't, don't believe it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It also gives you a lot of stressful situations. I bet, I bet. A lot of weight on, on your shoulders. Uh, a lot of, um, you know, how to say, situations where you really want to do your best, but you also have to respect the priorities and deadlines of the actual development team behind yeah, you, yeah, you know, because, yeah, yeah. you know, our manager is going to be, oh, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, do. yeah, we only need like, <laughs> like six more months to make everything perfect. And you're like, oh, seriously, and uh, how are you going to eat during this, during this uh, period? So, yeah, we have to, to you know, juggle all, all the stuff out. But, I mean you're never going to let out that opportunity, right? No, So 100%. you're going to give your best and hope for the best as well. <laughs> and it's meant that the paddocks are truly merged, the real and virtual paddocks. I mean, and it's uh, we're stood here next to the Fantech Arena, which has got huge foot space in the real world paddock right. because it's now so integrated and with the SRO series giving points. I mean, sorry to interrupt you. I would also like to, you know, thank the SRO yeah. that is behind us. Uh, I think that... Uh, this series has created the perfect storm for sim racing mm. because even though other series as well you know are happy to have esports and so on the amount of competition the top level you know uh, works teams uh, formula one for example or yeah. even prototypes there is so much secrecy 
that it would never happen in that kind of series as it happens here with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SRL has the paddock open to everybody. Uh, people can, you know, walk in the pit boxes. That, that blew and, my mind today. Yeah, and the <laughs> mechanics and and the drivers are like, hey, you know, <laughs> like this. And nobody tells you, no, go away, you know, don't, don't, what are you doing here? And on top of that, you have the actual engineers telling you, that's nice. No, yeah, it's coming well. back again. Yeah. The Lamborghini just peppering this episode yeah, of the podcast with life, beautiful sound. <laughs> Anyway, Great. so you, 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 have, you, you have the real engineers and the team managers telling you, how can you help? We help you, you know, here's the data. That's and nuts. So, yeah, it, it really is the perfect situation. It's beautiful. Well, Aris, thank you very much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, Thank you so much for yeah, everything you do. Because no, what happens is also because of people like you guys that organize the sim racing communities. You're too the, those, those guys found uh, so many big communities ready to take on, you know, and do the stuff. Well, thank you. That's, that's, I'm not going to sleep tonight. That was beautiful. <laughs> thank you very much and enjoy the race tomorrow. Appreciate it. Cheers. Hello. So it's day two and race day at Monza and we are quite unbelievably in the media center at Monza, which is a bit nuts. So Tristan and I are sat here above the pits looking out over the grid and there is a full grid. There must be what, 40? 40 cars here? Yeah, I think it's almost 50. Almost 50 cars, GT4s, and they're all gridding up, ready to go. So I expect at some point during this interview, we're going to be interrupted. But oh, we'll see. more importantly than the GT4 race, oh, there's a podium happening now. More importantly than the GT4 race, the SRO eSports Sim Pro Series is underway. The qualifying is underway in about 30 minutes. You've just finished two hours of practice. How was it? Yeah, it was scary. It's kind of a lion's den. Um, it was at first it was difficult to get used to the equipment that I'm not used to at all. But as time went on, it got better and better, and I'm feeling confident. Cars are right. We'll see where we end up in the end. Well, I suppose that's the the biggest unknown for you as a sim racer is you know the car might be the same, but as a sim racer you have that additional layer, so you have additional equipment. So just uh, what equipment were you racing with? Yeah, right now they have the some Fanatec podium wheelbase, then the Porsche wheel and their V3 pedals, which is, yeah, quite strong, especially the wheelbase is stronger than what I'm used to because I usually race on the CSIDD. Mm -hmm. um, also the brakes are different to what I use and that was I'm getting used to. And But yeah, as time went on and on, I understood the car better. And that's still the thing with the cars being new. You are, you are never quite sure what you get in a corner, but as time went on, it got better and better. Yeah, well, it was enjoyable to watch. So we were we were in the Fanatec Esports Arena. Um, it was absolutely packed um, for yeah. practice. Um, and we were kind of watching your times, watching everyone else's times. And we're surrounded by Ferrari. So the row of sim rigs in, ahead of you is Ferrari. We're at Monza. They're racing in the new Ferrari, which is obviously uh, the new car uh, in the DLC patch that's just come out. Um, and you're only half a second off of their absolute freaking alien at the front there. So you, you, you're up there. Yeah. Well, who knows whether they've already shown everything that they already have, or whether, you know, they've lifted a bit. But yeah, at the moment, it looks like we'll be like half a second behind the fastest Ferrari, which isn't too bad, I think, with our opportunities, our chances that we have, compared to obviously their huge operation. But just because they have more resources than we do doesn't mean that we want this win or want this race any less than they do. 100%, 100%. And uh, yeah, like, like you say, the fact that we're even dicing with Ferrari, McLaren, uh, Williams team, you know, uh, unicorns of love, it's absolutely nuts. So to be to be in there, um, 
It is is pretty insane. I don't want to force the underdog story, but we're kind of the underdogs <laughs> here. Right? Let's, let's be I fair. Mean, we're one of like three teams that isn't backed by a international global manufacturer. I mean, if we aren't the underdogs, then who are? <laughs> well, yeah, this is it. I have absolutely no idea. So we've got about 15, 20 minutes until qualifying starts. Yeah. How are you feeling? What's the plan for, for quali and then into the race? Yeah, I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm just trying to kind of stay in the zone, kind of trying to stay calm. At the moment, I feel pretty calm, and then just go out and drive the best lap I can. There's no use, no use in comparing myself to others. Just need to focus on my own laps, my own corners, breaking points, and in the end, I'll see where I end up. And we've got to get through Monza Turn One, right? So, yeah, yeah, it will be important to maybe don't go too aggressively into there. A lot of races are lost into Turn One, but none are won. Yeah, and interestingly, we had a good, good old chat with um, Aris from Kunos yesterday, both on the podcast and off the podcast, and he was saying that the, the damage model that they've built now uh, has a, a, a much larger weighting towards uh, physical damage affecting the, the, the straight-line top speed of a car, which at Monza could be, uh, could be a game-changer. Yeah, I can picture two variants in this case. Like Everybody's been preparing for so long already for this race. Either people will want to go guns blazing to turn one, and there will be a crash, Or maybe people will be a bit more sensible. But I think when 24 cars go into turn one, even without anyone being at fault, some cars will go off, some cars will get some punts. It happens. It's Monza turn one. And in our eSports series where money's on the line, I think people will go for it and give mm. everything. And it will be on us or on me to maneuver through that. You got this, man. You got it. Okay, well, I think this GT4 race is about to start behind us, so we'll probably hang around, watch the start, and then get off to the Fantech Arena for qualifying. So good Sounds luck. Sounds good. Thank you. Goodbye. Here we go, ladies and gents, at home and here at the Fanatec Arena. We are about to go racing for the Fanatec Esports Sim Pro Series, the opening round, the first ever round of this innovative new championship here live at the Monza Grand Prix circuit. The revs rise, the lights go green, and we are go for a new era of SRO eSports Be cautious, give yourself a little bit of wiggle room so you don't want to run wide, you don't want to get a cut track, you don't want to lose a rear end. Smile for the camera, turn to look. Tobias Pfeffer is about to cross the line and become the very first Sim Pro winner here at the Fanatec Eastbourne. Okay, so here we are. We're uh, we're on the track at Monza. There's a grid wall. There's GT3 cars going out right behind us, ready for the GT3 race today. But more importantly than all of this nonsense, <laughs> Tristan P15 in the SRO Esports Pro Sim Race. Yep. How was that? I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I'm just happy that it worked out like that. I guess in the end could have been more, but also certainly could have been less. I mean. The people that you're racing against, the teams you're racing against, the constructors you're racing at, and here we are, a little old grid finder, mixing out with them. It feels good, right? It feels amazing to race against the best of the world. Oh my God. Race against the best of the world and to come out like that with my head held up high and to be competitive and to win against some of them, yeah. I'm quite happy. Well, you should be very proud of yourself. I'm very proud of you. And now we're going to enjoy the three hours of GT3 racing. Yeah. From, I don't know, one of these times. Amazing. It's going to be great. So, let's yeah. enjoy it. Congratulations, man. Thanks. And thank you all for bearing with me and for watching me and supporting me, especially to the guys at SRXP. Thank you so much to the rest of my team, to the other drivers that couldn't go but might go next time. Thanks for being with me and supporting me as well. <laughs> oh, my God.
my goodness. What that an experience this is. <laughs> Great. Okay, congratulations. So Tristan and I left the grid. We'd been listening to the GT3 cars firing out of the pits. We walked up and down. It was uh, it was a good time. Uh, we headed to the infield. We had a beer. We had some we had some food. Uh, and then we saw someone from uh, one of the other teams into the breach esports. Sam Cook. Now into the breach is interesting because they are a what you might call a traditional esports team, in that they have a CS:GO team that's just qualified for the Paris Majors, and they've got a licensed Trackmania team, so a franchised Trackmania team. And yet here they were doing sim racing. So I went over to have a chat, speak to them about what their goals were uh, with sim racing and SRO. And partway through the conversation, we decided to start recording. So anyone who's listened to this podcast uh, in the last 50 episodes will have heard me say this at least once an episode, which is sim racing has a blessing and a curse. And it's how close it is to real world motorsport. The, the blessing is for participation. It's immersive. It's almost one to one with what the real world drivers are doing, which is great. As a, as a gamer, right? Uh, but the curse is the fact that as a viewer, you can watch racing or almost racing. So motorsport or almost motorsport. But actually the interesting thing the SRO have done is they've integrated it. So it's not really a choice. It's now just part of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I mean, this is my first sim racing experience. I now can't imagine it any other way. So, uh, I mean, I've been to a variety of different esports events. I've seen sim racing, you know, kind of there. And it, it, it doesn't seem as integrated or as uh, natural, perhaps you might say. I mean, even though the the gaming is, some might you know traditional fans might consider it unnatural because it's not a game, you know. Yeah. Not a trait, which I think it integrates itself super well. As you know, the the more years that pass, the more future orientated we become. Yeah, yeah. Not to be you know a, a, a tech hedonist or whatever. No, but do it. <laughs> the more people will be accepting of it, and I, I yeah. think it, it I think it falls in very well. Well, this is um, kind of sim racing's USP. Actually, is the the curse of it being so similar because. Yeah. Actually, if you're watching CSGO, you couldn't go to an arena that is being surrounded by like actual warfare, or you'd rather not. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think that, you know, sim racing can, um, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, you know, that kind of accessibility angle. I mean, not everyone can uh, afford a half a million part, uh, pound car, you know, to, or yeah. a team of engineers or whatever. But if you've got the talent, if you can engage, you can buy your own rig, and then perhaps you might be on that stage. You know, yeah, and we've racing. seen lots of examples of sim racers doing that. Okay, so let's briefly talk about the race. Yep. You guys, Best of the rest in your first race at SRO. So best of the rest, and by what? Usually what that would mean was like outside of, in Formula One terms, Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari. But in terms of the SRO series today, we're talking outside of the incredibly well BOP'd Mercedes who were just head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. So you were the fastest other than them. How That must feel pretty good for a first showing. Uh, insane, yes, sincerely. I mean, I was asking, uh, again, because I'm, uh, I'm relatively new to this, I'm, I'm learning it, but I'm picking it up quickly. I was asking the time, you know, my team, like, what does this mean? How does this mean? And they're just like, this is crazy, dude. You can't. This is, uh, as I said, it's, it's an, a remarkable run. Um, Kamil did amazing. Uh, his pace was crazy. It was awesome seeing his cornering and how he was, you know, on the tail of... Uh, the Ferrari, I think it was Lamborghini as well, yeah, yeah. briefly in front of us, but we still caught him up. And just one by one, he knocked him off. Um, so yeah, crazy, especially with the, the Audi as well, which um, you know, I think that's also one of the first showings for Audi, an Audi yeah. car yeah, yeah. on the SRO uh, platform. So um, yeah, hopefully they're happy. I mean, we're definitely happy. Um, yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Nice, and looking forward to Paul Ricard? I am indeed. I won't be there, but two others will be. Our, our sim racing manager, uh, Alaric, will be there. He's, he deserves it thoroughly. and. Um, Chris uh, Momo, as he's known, is um, also like a very uh, high-tier sim racing fan and, and, and pushed uh, this, so he'll be there. And, yeah, 
and then we'll be at all event and, and hopefully we'll have uh, two drivers next year you know a bigger team and we'll, we'll keep we'll keep building, and building beautiful man beautiful what a story okay great well sam thank you for taking the time to chat to us and i'll yeah, see you at a future pleasure. race yeah cheers oh, yeah thank you hello Okay, so it's the end of the weekend. It's been a very, very busy weekend and I'm here with Alessio Ciccolari, founder, CEO of AK Informatica and AK Esports and esports organizer SRO. How are you doing? I'm doing fine now. Tired? <laughs> yeah, 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 very tired, but uh, I'm happy. I'm very happy. I saw very uh, nice races, two, two days of racing, real drivers, sim drivers, a lot of people, a lot of people on site, a lot of people online. Uh, the, the thing I like the most probably is the fact that we had community activity inside the arena, outside, mm. sim driver hanging out, uh, hanging out together. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm super happy. Yeah, I mean, it was a great event. It was a great feeling. It's the first time I've been to SRO Esports. And from the moment that we walked up to the tent yesterday, there were people just spilling out of the doors, trying to get in, looking at the rigs. People had real interest. And then obviously we had the pro drivers yesterday, the sim pro drivers today, and it was just absolutely packed. Now I saw you running around on the stage, off the stage, into the audience, out the audience, by the rigs, out the rigs. What, how's it been organizing it from like a logistical point of view? There's a lot to get right. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I was checking my, my, my watch yesterday to understand how many steps did I do. <laughs> During the day, because I basically I stay just it? 13 kilometers. Wow, nice. Cheap yeah, just, nice just staying here in the media center, so it's impressive. Because you say, right, I need my main job is basically to check that everything is fine. Uh, I have a lot of stuff working with us, so we are more or less 40 people working inside production, league admin, uh, technical assistance, together with Panatech. So we do a huge job in just a few days because uh, we, we start competition with the quality in uh, Friday. So it means that on Thursday we need to be set. And we are not just putting computers, we are putting yeah. simulators, yeah, yeah. high specs, so uh, connection, production, simulator. And uh, the, it's it's very, uh, let's say, complicated yeah. uh, job. And especially my main job is uh, problem solving. So when something is right. wrong, I need to solve. Yeah, because you have a lot of kind of technical partnerships to co constantly manage. So obviously we've got Fanatec here who sponsors the arena. Fanatec uh, have all the equipment in the arena. So you're having to make the Fanatec equipment speak with the competition system, to speak with the broadcasting system, to then work with the paddock. So there's a lot of juggling. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a work we start beginning of the year. So together with Fanatec, we beat the rigs. So they provide, uh, obviously, the wheels and pedal set. We provide all the PC system and we, we build the entire kit and we have a warehouse where we put everything together. We do some check together on site in yeah. our warehouse with Panatec. So we upload the new firmware, we test everything. So it's not just uh, the, the, the task we do here, but we start in January with everything. Yeah, of course. And then when we come here, obviously we work together side by side with Panatec. We must have of AK, then we have Weave for production. And uh, we the AWS for the, the, the other stuff we do with the cloud system, with SRO, obviously, because we need to interact with their uh, main broadcast. So yeah. we need to send the feed to them across the internet. <laughs> and we are in a paddock. We are not in a studio. Parts, right? Yes. No, because a paddock is not meant to do this stuff. Yeah. It's just meant to have like trucks, cars, 
fewer tires and that's it. Well, let's let's talk about that then. So there was a VT during the um, the opening um, few minutes of the broadcast today where we saw a time-lapse video of the, the eSports Arena going up. And obviously we're at Monza. There seems to be quite a lot of space here. It kind of fits quite nicely, I think, with the feel of the paddock. How do you find putting this up in different paddocks? So the different paddocks are off Paul Ricard, the Nürburgring, Barcelona. How do all the different paddocks present different challenges? Yeah, you saw that guy with a, with a scooter. Yeah. He's that guy. <laughs> right. he's, uh, yeah, he's uh, Geoffrey, he's the paddock manager. We work with him to find the right space in the arena. And it's not random because obviously we have glasses in one side. Yeah, so yeah. we need to check where the sun is going up and down, right. uh, where a reflection can be. So we need to really check where we can put the arena because it's the biggest hospitality you have in the paddock. There's a lot of tracks. So basically yeah. we, we need to build the arena before they arrive, so, but that they need to be able to move. Mm. So it's really complex. If you come to Spa, you will see that there is even worse because there are it's three smaller. different paddocks yeah. packed. Yeah. And once you put something, you cannot move anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to Spa. The 24 hours of Spa is going to be nuts. It's a highlight on the calendar this year. So would you say overall then this weekend has been a success? Yeah, I can say that. We can always do better. Uh, obviously, we had also the last update of the game. So Asset Course has been updated with physics, new cars. So we, we tested as much as we could mm. together with Kunos to make a, a proper BOP. So something might be tuned for sure. But I think overall, uh, the effort I saw on the teams, especially some of the teams, was great. I mean, uh, the level they reached, it's insane. Yeah, the competition was, was fierce. Yeah. And Monza, it's, uh, let's say, is uh, also an easy track. Mm. So I, I would love to see, and Porikard is more tricky, more yeah, corners. Yeah, it's a lot more complex. So let's see. I, I will looking forward to Porikard, the beautiful south of France. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that trip. I can't wait. Uh, well, Alessio, thank you very much. I know you've got a lot to get on uh, packing this away. So appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And we'll see you in Porikard. Thank you very much. See you in France. Cheers. Ciao. So that's it for the first special episode of our SRO Esports mini-series. It was an absolute privilege being able to walk around the paddock at Monza, race against the best sim racing teams in the world, and spend the weekend with so many passionate people. And again, congratulations to Tristan for a great result. None of this would have been possible without our main sponsor, Rafa Racing Club. So thank you, Rafa and Jason, for believing in the team and continuing to support the vision we're building at Gridfinder. Additionally, thanks to Assetech for coming on board and supporting the sim racing team. Our team tried out Astec's new range of wheelbases and pedals at the Sim Racing Expo last year and have been absolutely massive fans ever since and they're all buzzing to wear the Aztec logo on their shirts. So with that, thank you all for listening and see you at Paul Ricard. <laughs>